Hey there, faculty and students. This is Trish Seymour, Clinical Pillar Leader for Curriculum Revolution, and per your request, we're revamping our communication strategy with you all. We hope these weekly email newsletters will help to create more transparency and more coordination for this massive undertaking of Curriculum Revolution. We want to create multiple touch points rather than depending solely on the communication that occurs in our many numerous meetings. Each week, you're going to receive a brief email with links to other media, including a podcast like this one, to provide additional information that pertains to this project. If you'd prefer not to be on this weekly email list, please opt out by emailing our project manager, Ashton Gunn. The first topic we want to talk about is student representation on the build teams. We do have student representatives on our leadership team, and they were willing to serve also on each of your build teams, and so they've been assigned to them. Their names are Jillian Belgrad, Alec Graman, Sarah Kalov, and Sam Fox. Please make every effort to include them on invitations to your build team meetings. An easy way to make sure that your invitation is shared with students and leadership team members is to include the Curriculum Revolutions project manager, Ashton Gunn, on those types of scheduling and organizational emails. Our advisory team includes a variety of medical school leaders, including deans, a few vice provosts, and the registrar. We meet with them monthly to ensure that the Curriculum Revolution efforts are in line with the school's strategic mission and strategic plan, and that we're being consistent with regulatory requirements for our school. Proposals are brought forth from the leadership team to the advisory committee for their approval or for modification. We last met on December 16th, and I wanted to provide a brief report out of what was covered on that agenda. We discussed high-level plans for the clinical year's revolution. The agenda included discussion around the timing of clinical rotations, the addition and adjustment of rotations, calendar schemes and templates, as well as the movement of the interprofessional service learning clerkship, which you know is the population health clerkship, from the second year in our current curriculum to the third year in our curriculum revolution. The decision to keep step one after foundations was confirmed, and we'll plan for a slightly shortened study period of four weeks. There was strong support for the consolidation of our interstitial curriculum within a dedicated health system science week-long seminar scheduled to occur during the third year. The next topic is build team spokesperson meetings. These occur monthly as well, and our last meeting happened December 17th. Each month, one of our foundational longitudinal content areas is explored in more depth with the build team spokespeople. These areas include pharmacology, anatomy and imaging, histology and embryology, cancer concepts, and learning models of inquiry. These content leaders get a chance to speak about their longitudinal subject, and if you haven't had a chance yet to review Dr. Corvera's video, please see the link in that email. She makes a compelling case for the use of an inquiry-based model of learning in the curriculum revolution and describes success with this model in the MD-PhD program. The next Build Team spokesperson meeting is January 21st. An announcement for the foundational block build teams that we realized may not have been appropriately stressed when we talked about the assessment and grading model with each of you. Clinical competency will contribute to block grading. An important conversation over the last month has occurred around this concept of clinical grading components each block. This is a major charge to the clinical build team to align and integrate with the foundational content in each block. This will be done as well as we're able to, recognizing that occasionally essential foundational clinical content might not align perfectly with organ-based systems. 
student participation and improving competency with introductory and targeted clinical skills will comprise the grading scheme for these clinical but block integrated activities. It's important to note that the block leaders aren't responsible for evaluating or assessing learners in clinical domains. This will be done by a small cadre of faculty and the learning community mentors on the clinical side and will be provided to the block leaders prior to the end of the block so it can be factored into the final grade. Please review the assessment document that can be found on the Curriculum Revolution website to see the breakdown for grading in each block, which is templated to some degree. That's it for this podcast's update for Curriculum Revolution. Please let us know if this podcast was a useful mechanism for communication with you or what else you might like to see. Please expect to get weekly emails from us with important links and other announcements included. Thanks so much, and I'll see you at some meeting soon.